It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, I don't know how like the levels on this get messed up every time I pull it out of the bag, but it does. All right, we're good to go, uh, Brady. We've got uh, some ground to cover. Finally, we had like a busy night of basketball last night. Uh, at least girls-wise. Right. There weren't any boys' games, but at least girls-wise. And the games that did get played the, the day before, there were some good ones. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Not a lot at all. But we have two big ones that I think we're going to spend a lot of time on in particular. Yeah, and, and we'll start there. We'll start with uh, the boys' games from uh, Wednesday night. Uh, then we'll go into the girls' games that were played last night. And then we'll wrap up the show talking about some hockey games uh, that I saw that were both pretty decent as well. So that's what's coming up today. There's actually a big uh, slate of games for tonight. Yes. Well, Friday night. And not every Friday night's like this. I mean, it seems like every boys' team in our area is playing. Well, there's, there's a lot of teams that have to make up games, right. too. So if you weren't on the schedule, you are now. And I think there might be a few more Saturdays we end up having someone at somewhere because of makeups. Oh, you enjoy that. All right. <laughs> Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV 835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV 835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. 
So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, Brady, let's start with the one you saw uh, the other night when uh, St. Clair was uh, hosting uh, PH. Uh, PH had gotten them the first time around, uh, I thought, pretty handily. Um, so this was a big game, I think, for both teams, too. Um, but especially if St. Clair wants to make a statement, this was a night where they could make a statement. Well, they had to. Uh, the backs up were against the wall. Uh, St. Clair looked like it was going to be the same as they had the first time against PH. I think they started out down like 11 to 4 or something and there were a lot of turnovers and I'm going, uh-oh. It's uh we're just going to run back the first game. But they're able to pull within 5 before the end of the first and then going into halftime it was a 1 point PH lead. And uh be honest, and I will talk about this a little more in totality it was not a good game for Braylon France. And PH has, has a good way of defending them. I think they have the athletes that they can switch multiple guys on them, and it's not just one guy you have to dedicate to him. You have two or three guys on the floor that can help contain him. But it's a one-point game at half, and PH is starting to pull away. And I believe they got it up to 45-35 in the third quarter. And I'm going, all right, St. Clair kind of has to do something now if they want to get in this game. And it was... Early on, Colin Bulliard hit a three. Liam Nesbitt hit a three to kind of keep St. Clair on pace. Uh, St. Clair would go into the fourth, down six, 45-39. But PH kind of had them at an arm's length, kept them out of possession. But uh, the real story of the game for St. Clair was twofold. It was Cooper Pennywell, who finished with 18 points. He dominated in the paint. He was uh, a force out there. And a guy that you've talked about before that can contribute like this Jack Howell and this is the line you love to say it's now how many he hit he had 12 but it's when he hit him it feels yeah. like he hit two threes at two big moments he got a steal that led to a layup for for a couple big points and at near the end of the game St. Clair was down a point and even though he didn't have a great game at, the, at that time, he had eight points. Braylon France had it, drove down the right side, contested layup, went up, missed it short. He timed the bounce perfectly. As he went down, he bounced back up, basically met the ball at his apex, tipped it right back up and back in to give St. Clair a 56-55 lead. P.H. didn't get a good look at a shot, turned it over. France hits a couple free throws, and St. Clair beat PH 58-55 to now take full control 
over the Max Silver? You know, it, it's interesting because I, I did the first meeting, so I'm looking at the box score, and there's a lot of similarities. Franz, 12 points in the first meeting, 12 points in this game. Thompson had 15 in the first meeting. He led PH with 14 in this one. The The difference is, like Carswell, 13 points, 12 points in this game. Um, the difference is, is that the first time they played, Penuel had five points, and he improved by 13, and St. Clair gets the win this time. Yeah, it was a big difference, and I thought P.H. had a very balanced attack again. Thompson with 14, James with 13, Carswell with 12, and then Jackson Rowe was at 9. The problem was that was almost all of their scoring. They didn't couldn't get a bucket or two from anyone else um, on the floor. But St. Clair just kept in it, kept in it. And a couple times you thought Port Huron had the knockout blow. Trayvon Thompson hit a three that I thought was going to do it. But St. Clair held in there, and Pennywell and, and Jack Howell stepped up when they needed to. And I think the best thing for St. Clair about this, besides the fact that they are now in the driver's seat and just have to not avoid two upsets to be outright Max Silver champs, is they won this game and their star did not play like a star. And Braylon Franz is a wonderful player, and I think everyone knows that we ver- that we think he is a stud. I mean, he was my first pick in the draft, and he did not play well. And P- and St. Clair was still able to beat not not a middle tier team, not a team and avoid an upset, a de facto league title game without their go to guy going off for twenty plus. Yeah, you know that's. Uh- I, I think this is a, a, a really good showing for them. Uh, I know 58-55 isn't a low-scoring game, but it just feels like, too, the, the, they defend so well that it keeps well, them say, in games. PH and St. Clair kind of met in the middle. I think this is the first game where St. Clair has given up 50-plus in one, and PH has been scoring in the 60s or 70s all year long, so they kind of – averaged out what they what they both give up and score and and found themselves in the middle 50s but for St. Clair now it's tonight's the big one Dennis you'll have the game against Marysville that's the biggest spot for an upset because if they win this one I'm sorry they're not losing to Marine City at home no well here's the thing you beat Lakeview by three early in the week. Mm-hmm. You beat PH by three in the middle of the week. So you have scrapped, clawed, and gouged your way into first place. You get Marysville here. Don't take the night off. Right. Be- because Marysville's already beaten Lakeview. They've already shown you that if you don't take them seriously, they can be a problem. Right. Take them seriously and get your business done. And, and you're on the road, too. It's in Marysville, which I think is the bigger cause for concern. I'm assuming Marysville will still have Cole Haran for this game. That's a guy that didn't play the first time. But for St. Clair, this is a uh, this is a big, gutty win. And again, it was secondary guys. And Dennis, uh, we've talked about it before. We've had coaches bring it up. Stars will be stars in big games. Even even Braylon Franz had a bad game by his standards and still ended up with 12 points. Um, Penowell had 18, but Jack Howell's a big difference maker. He's a, he's a role player, a secondary guy, and those are the guys that can win and lose you championships. It's something that uh, Darren Letson always talks about with football, that once you get deep in the playoffs, it's not the, the quarterback or the star running back. It's the, those role players that step up and make a big play. 
and Jack Howell was that guy for St. Clair. And we'll talk about it in the other game I saw this week where it was the the role players that maybe don't always have big games but had big games in a big moment. That was the difference. Yeah, and, and now if you're PH, you've got to win the rest of your games and you got to scoreboard watch. And Howell uh, had a big game against Lakeview too. I think he hit three threes in like three possessions against Lakeview to really turn the tide of that game. Yeah, just uh, like I say, I'm not asking guys to score, go out there and score 20 points. You know, Franz does that, but 10 to, to, to 15 points, even if it's not every game, if it's a different guy every game, that, that will do so much for St. Clair. Well, and we've talked about with St. Clair how they can kind of replace one guy with a very similar guy. So, hey, Drew Petrakowski was, was playing good defensively but wasn't scoring. Him and Jack Howell are kind of like uh, Penuel McCartney, who, by the way, was out for this game. So Penuel was all by himself. How we combine Penuel and McCartney, I kind of yeah. combine Howell and Petrakowski, and what they do together works. I combine kind of Liam Nesbitt and Colin Bulliard. They fill similar roles. And those are guys that I go, okay, what did those two combine for? And that's what you got out of that spot in your lineup that night. And for, yeah, and for PH, um, you could have a shot at seeing this team a third time in the MAC tournament. Uh, I know we don't like seeing teams that could meet in the playoffs in the MAC tournament, but in this instance, I would like to see Port Huron and St. Clair play a third time and have a rubber match, <laughs> particularly if it means it's for the, the the MAC tournament title, which very well could be depending on how PH finishes out. Yeah. Um, what else you got on this game? Just. If you're if you're Saint Clair, you're, you're go- these two wins mean nothing if you go to Marysville and lose. And for Marysville, how much better does your season feel if you get through this week and you've knocked off Lakeview and Saint Clair? I'm just gonna say that again uh, about the Vikings. They're five and eight, two and four. So you can look at that and go. Meh. But do you know they actually are on the plus side? They score fifty three a game and give up fifty one a game. That's a big improvement for that basketball team. That's a huge swing and from a year the ago. They still have, well, okay, I will put a little caveat. The Memphis game plays a big factor. They basically got a free 70 points. So that, that, that's it, fine. I it, but I just want to give a little bit in of there. context because I do like them. And now what I'm going to say works in their favor because they haven't played Marine City at all and they haven't played Madison at all. And those are two teams that can uh, that I think they're favored to beat and can push them in that direction, especially Madison, who's 0-12. I'm just looking at it this year. I saw them, to begin last season, score eight points in a varsity basketball game. Yeah. So I don't yep. care if they did it against Memphis or who they did it against. They got a 70-point game this year. That's a big swing from where they were at. By the way, next Monday, the 29th, it looks like that's the makeup date for Marine City and Mary's. Yeah, so. I just I just wrote that. Yeah, we down. were just talking about how next Monday I don't think we break. had any games, so looks like I think I'll be going to Marine City and Marysville. It'll be good for you. It'll build character. Yeah, and hopefully, um, it'll well one of those two teams is going to get a win, so we're going to come out even either way. Uh, you want to talk about? The super-duper high-scoring, flashy, overtime game had a buzzer-beater game of the week that we weren't <laughs> even at. 
Well, I mean, first it was in uh, – first off, it was played in New Haven. Portier Northern in New Haven. So, um, yeah, I, uh, we weren't getting there. There's just no place to broadcast it's a small in that gym. gym. Yeah. It is a small gym. But we knew we know New Haven plays different at home than they do on the road. And they hit a buzzer beater to send it to overtime. New Haven did. But Northern prevails 91-84. to That's my kind of basketball. I mean, up and down, lots of scoring. So what? Going into overtime, it was probably high seven, tied at high seventies. Might have even been in the eighties. So overtime's only four minutes, but, but these uh, teams can score a lot yeah. in four minutes. But I mean, uh, Cam Haru had seven points just in OT and finished with twenty-seven, and he wasn't even the Huskies' leading scorer. No, Alex Jamison, twenty-nine points, eight rebounds, six assists. Four blocks. Amir Moreland, 14 points, 8 assists. Caden Cantrell, 8 points, 9 boards, 3 blocks. And Malik Thompson, the 5th leading scorer with 8 points. Yeah. That's what they can do when they're when they're going. And I think what this team does so well is the even when their top guys maybe aren't scoring 20 a night, it seems like in another stat they're near double figures. Like Moreland, I feel like you can just pencil in with Stone, put in five assists, and then add whatever he gets over that in any given night. Caden Cantrell, talk about having a guy that's maybe not at the forefront and the superstar. Him playing well is could be the difference between Port Aaron Northern winning a league title and winning a district title or not. Because you know Jamison and Haru are going to score theirs, but if he can contribute like he's been the last two, three weeks, that puts Northern in a great spot. Same with the Malik Thompson and Norrell Jordan had four points. If he can give them a little bit every night, that's that can push them over the edge. Cantrell just looks way more confident than he did at the, the start of the season. And, and you know what? There was no reason for him not to have confidence because I actually thought he was playing really well at the end of last season that he had really, like, stepped up into the to the forefront and he was going to be a good player but what what I see from him now is confidence. Um, he doesn't apologize for taking a shot. Um, and, you know, you, you don't make every shot you take in basketball. The game's not designed that way. Um, so uh, every once in a while, uh, you're going to shoot a three and it's not going to go in. And he doesn't apologize to anybody if he shoots a three and it doesn't go in because there's going to be a couple of times he's going to shoot that three and it is going to go in. And – Again, Jamison and Haru were stars with 20-some points. Amir Moreland, again, there might not – well, there's a couple players like this where if you just looked at the box score, you'd assume he's like one of the third or fourth best players, and then you go watch him play, and you realize he's almost always the most athletic guy on the court, and he is the uh, – he usually gets that offense going. Well, here, here's why they got to 91, besides that they got an extra four minutes to play. Uh, the, the three headed monster scored 70 points. Yeah. And if you want to throw in Cantrell, that's 78. And you want to throw in Thompson. Now you're talking 86. So you see why they got to 91, uh, is because they can score. They can score and they are shooting. And when they get hot, boy, can they just rain in three pointers And And, and you can't just cover one guy because, all right, um, so Haru knocks down two or three in a row. So they go to cover him, and they leave Jamison open. So he'll knock down two or three in a row. And then they leave him, and Cantrell will knock a couple down. 
Again, it's uh, I, I think I said it on the last show. The only way you can really truly game plan for them defensively is man up and hope you have the athletes to stop them. Because oh, you're not going zone against this team. That's no. a death sentence. Yeah, they'll they'll shoot over top of you. You can't really pressure them because Amir and, and Jamison and Haru can break the press. A team that has elite athletes, unless you're a team like Lincoln who can move with them because that was a lower scoring game and that's the type of team that you have to have to beat Northern because if you have one or two good defenders well now you're leaving two or three scorers on lesser defenders there's nowhere to hide someone defensively against Northern now they're seven and one and Lincoln actually had to survive an OT against Eisenhower and that's who Northern plays next. I believe they have Ike left, and is it Romeo? No, they've played Romeo twice, haven't they? Well, I know they've played Romeo at home because I was at that game. Let me, uh, uh, I can't pull remember. Up but the, the, the thing left. is, is like, uh, and Eisenhower is tricky, but they've already gone to Ike and won by like 17. Right. They, and they to... get them at home this time. Uh, their last two league games are, oop, that's Port here on high. No one like me confusing the two. Um, Ike and at Romeo. And that's what stands in between you and a third straight MAC title. Yeah. Now Lincoln's played one less game, so there's still the possibility you're going to have to share that title. But but you're in the driver's seat right now. As long as you win your games, they're going to crown you champion again. And what's that going to be? Like four years in a row? Three. Because and it would be what 23, 24, 22, 23, and 21, 22. Because the year before is when they had the Super MAC, and they didn't. Oh win yeah. That. So, yeah, stupid man. Three, uh, three straight MAC titles, and in that stretch, if you went out, you'd be 29-1, and one, and your only loss would be to a Lincoln team that's ranked overall like top 10 in the state and in D2 number one or two. Yeah. So. They're, play- they're playing good ball. They're just a handful of other games uh, on Wednesday. Frazier beat Anchor Bay 55-45. to 45. Ubley knocked off Memphis 67 to 33. And then last night it was Kingston 53, Peck 36. Uh, Cal Hayden led uh, Peck with 14 points, and Cody Cairo had 11. And thank goodness Cody's family knows how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> right, because yeah, if his name was Cody Caro, he'd never get on this show. Not a, uh, <laughs> but not a lot else that went on back on uh, Wednesday. No, the, no girls' games were played from our area, or at least none that reported a score. Uh, and there were a couple hockey games, but we'll get to them in the uh, the final segment. Uh, the ladies were busy last night. Uh, and there were some uh, good performances, and uh, the Northern girls. Uh, Brady, uh, I think we'll we'll spend a, a second on on them and and talk about uh, them. Don't believe that record, right? Don't oh, no. believe that record. Oh no, I think we both because we talked about it last night after your game, and I think we're in agreement on this one. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be back. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so uh, I saw Port here on uh, Northern Girls Basketball uh, team uh, last night. They were playing Anchor Bay. Anchor Bay is pretty solid. Um, on paper, this didn't look like a good matchup. Uh, Northern uh, started the season 4-1, and one, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But since they've now dropped nine straight games and are 4-10 and ten overall. But here's the deal. They've played all year without Jade Freeman their leading scorer from a year ago. And I mean, at this point, it's at this point, I don't think it's even worth bringing her back. Right. I mean, it's yeah, it just kind of is uh, it's you've gone this far. And if she's not almost back at this point, I'm just going to assume she's not coming back. And then uh, no Shannon Falco. Shannon Falco is the person in on their team who handles the ball. A ton. 
Mm-hmm. Like it goes through her. It's her job to make sure that the ball gets distributed to the shooters and she can score herself. And Kate Nichols, who I think is their second best scorer, is out of the lineup. She's a nice all around well. player. Yeah. So you've got three of your top four shooters sidelined. What do you want them to do playing in the Mac White? Of course they're not. But let's they, go they back to four and one when they had everybody but Jay. And they had what seven players dressed for the game. Yeah, against? they had seven players uh, dressed, and and one of them was a JV player who didn't get in until the final minute. So essentially six. Yeah. Um. And and again, they were four and one without Jade. And look at two of those four wins: Port Huron High and Croslex. They were both close games, but they were games that Northern won. When they have everybody, and they Not will. Not even everybody. And they, the most. And they will next season when they all come back. Most of them will be juniors. Jade will be a, well, she's a sophomore. Yeah, she'll be a, she'll be a junior. Everyone else, most yeah, of the Yeah, she'll be a be junior. Seniors. The rest will be seniors by then. They will be very good next year. This will be a formidable basketball team that we will talk about a whole lot and even as underpersoned as they were last night they actually gave anchor bay a fight at one point the tars were up 17 but for most of the third quarter that was an eight point game and there were opportunities to get that bucket to get it a little closer and put a little pressure but Anchor Bay was just able to get the stop they needed or score the basket they needed to kind of stay in front. They ended up winning the game 52-41, but Northern actually won the second half 25-24. to And you'd think that it would get worse for them as the game right. went on. Uh, it was Charlotte Eastman's birthday, so happy birthday, Charlotte, and she led the Huskies with 12 points. Madison Ramo, really solid. Had quietly had 11 points. Like at one point, she was shooting free throws, and I looked down and I said, Boy, uh, Madison's got 10 now, and here comes the second free throw. Oh, she's got 11 now. She just, she kind of did it in a way. She only made two baskets, and everything else was at the free throw line. But it's just the fact that she's getting down in there and getting physical and getting rebounds and getting opportunities to go to the, uh, the line. Seven points for Pearl Port. And uh, six points for Summer Knopfs, who knocked down a couple of three-pointers. She's what, a freshman? Yeah, and she doesn't take a ton of shots. I think she's maybe a sophomore. She's Um, an underclassman, that's for sure. Yeah, because I think she played JV last year. Um, But so, I mean, there are are little flashes of what's there. But with, with the players out that are out, your depth players are now starters, and now you have no depth players. Right. So and that's kind of where they're they're running into uh, trouble. Uh, the Tars are pretty solid. Number one, I think they have one of the better coaches in the area. I think uh, Coach uh, TD. We don't talk about them a lot. We don't see them play a lot, um, but she does a great job. And they basically used six players and just rotate the six players to give somebody a rest. And then when they're ready to go, somebody else comes out, and they just kind of. And they're they're all like they their their leading scorer had thirteen all the way down. It went thirteen, ten, nine, eight, six, five. 
They're they're a balanced team. Yeah, they're they're very balanced, and they've got kids that uh, that can do it. And they don't shoot threes. They don't take a lot of threes. They get to the basket. The, they're very uh, similar to to some other teams in our area where they they like to press, they like to cause chaos, they like to create layups, and they're all pretty good when they get to the free throw line. Yeah. So. Um, I I thought Northern loses by 11, but under the circumstances, I thought they put up a really good fight. Um, I know it's frustrating, but Coach Rossi, hang in there. You're going to have a good team next year. And hopefully, again, with the Freeman thing, it's kind of, all right, when she gets back, give us a call just because we don't know. But it seems like they won't be without Falco or Nichols for too, too much longer. They're they're hoping maybe next week. Yeah, middle so. of next week. They're they're hoping they'll get cleared. Um, they were they were shooting a little bit last night before the uh, the game before warmups. Right. Um, like at halftime of the JV game, they went out and and were just shooting free throws. So he he's hoping. I I, th- I think Wednesday. So at least maybe. if you can get what you've had at the start of the year back, build up a little momentum because we talked about it. While that district is not easy by any means, it's not the death sentence it's been that it was maybe two years ago. And if you can build some momentum up, they almost beat Anchor Bay in that district last year. And that was a great game. Maybe you can cause a little chaos in that district. Maybe you get a lucky draw and you end up with like, Lance Cruz North, who isn't very good this year, and you can win a playoff game, and then you become dangerous. That's what you're building towards now is get ready and get some momentum in the postseason because you're 0-6. You're probably not going to qualify for the MAC tournament, and you're going to get some matchups in, in, in the crossovers that are going to be very winnable for you, especially if you get some of those reinforcements back. But Northern Girls Basketball – Again, I think is much better than their four and ten record. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it, it matters if you don't have all your top player, and they don't have three starters. Basically, yeah. The, the uh, other than Eastman, they're missing three of their four best players. And I, uh, I said this about Crosslex in December: take three starters off of any team, and they're going to struggle a lot. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I want to call it struggling because, you know, they're playing teams tough, but PH loses to Gross Point North 42-37. to Yeah. North is good. I don't – I wouldn't say it's struggling. That This one was on the road. So – and, again, whatever happened to Gross Point South, they had to have got someone back because that loss no longer looks like a bad loss because Port Huron – when they lost at South, we kind of went, ooh, that's a bad yeah. one. And I guess losing by 19 is not great, so you can take that into consideration that they probably shouldn't have lost by nearly 20. But since that game, they're 3-2, and two, and their losses were by 4-0, to North, and then they lost to Dakota by, by 13. But they've been playing a heck of a lot better like their low scoring in the last five games was like their high during their losing streak yeah so that one doesn't look as bad you lose at dakota and at gross point north by the same score actually by a combined 10 points i'm not gonna like tell you oh you're so great but i'm also not gonna even look at the panic button 
He lost a couple of tough games in tough environments on the road. I know you can play with these teams. You had beat the one earlier. Now you get gross points south at home, get off the schneid, and beat a team that took it to you at their place. Well, th- this is one that I'm going to look at, and uh, if I don't get a positive result here, I'm going to admit that I'm going to be a little bit nervous. Yeah, if they co- if and, and I don't South comes up and wins by by multiple possessions, and and then I'm going, all right, what what does this port here on high team need to do to figure it out? Yeah, and as far as I know, they're at full strength. At least the last time I saw them play, they're at full strength. We haven't seen them in a while, right? It was the what couple was, weeks the the North game was the last time you did that one, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. So that it's been since uh, the ninth, so it's been like two three weeks now since we've seen them. But I would have thought that we would have heard. Something, yeah, probably. something and they're still playing well against good teams so yeah. i'm not too concerned all, all right, right marine my, city st Clair. this game again like i talked about the st Clair peh game came down to role players dennis um it was very similar to the game you had jade blanchard had eight points half of which came from the free throw line livia volkman had four points she made one three that's a pretty good job by st Clair defensively the difference in this game, Brooke Haslam and Paige Nelson combined for five threes and 17 points. And that's why Marine City got the 37-33 win. I thought St. Clair played well. Audrey Schindler in the post was a presence. But Tabitha Furlan, I think, has gained the confidence and has become the one who the offense goes through. And I'll tell you what, Grace Picklehop, Look pretty darn good. She's out there. She's a sophomore. She don't play like a sophomore. She plays with a little bit of an edge and conviction to her game, and she she has seems like she has a high basketball IQ and understands what's going out there. Those two each had seven for St. Clair, but the problem was they didn't hit a three as a team. I mean, they took the lead in the fourth quarter. They were up 7 nothing to start. Marine City got it to 9-9 at the end of the first and then took the lead. And then for like 12 minutes of basketball, the lead was no greater than 6 or no less than 3. It was just kind of stuck there, pulling teeth to get baskets. St. Clair took the lead, I believe, to make it... Um, I believe it was 30-28 to 28 they were on top. And then Marine City hit a 3 to go up 31-30 and didn't look back. They hit their free throws at the end. Both Haslam and Blanchard went four for four down the stretch. After, As a team, they shot 50% up until that point. But the difference in this game was Haslam and Nelson each hit five, or hit five threes combined, and that was 15 of their 37 points. Yeah, and the first time uh, they played, I think Marine City won by eight, and Haslam had eight points. She was like a big factor in that game. Yeah, I mean, I thought St. Clair played really well. I mean, you you did what you needed to do. Uh, A couple of the threes were probably open looks that you'd like back, but sometimes you just got to go, all right, the other team makes shots. And if St. Clair hits one three, then at the end they don't have to foul to try and make this uh, get back in the game. I mean, again, I thought Picklehop and Furlan, they looked pretty solid. Komarowski got in foul trouble, so she wasn't able to do as much and, and Vickers again we we liked her last year and I think she's starting to come along this year St. Clair's five and seven and yet they're a team I would not want to play come come the districts or the end of the year because St. Clair 
Again, like Marine City, they both play the toughest part of their league schedule early. St. Clair's 2-3 and three in the in, in the MAC gold, and they're probably at most losing one game the rest of the year, and that's if Frazier beats them at home. Yeah. So they'll probably end up like 6-4 and four in the gold and end the regular season with a winning record because they did not schedule a lot of gimmies. No, no, and that's uh, and good for them. Um, and uh, again, two two similar ball games that Marine City was able to take. It was a seven point win the first time around, mm-hmm. and Haslam had eight points in that game. Uh, and uh, she and uh, Nelson actually made three of their uh, six three pointers in that game. <laughs> so uh, may, maybe they want to cover those two. I don't. I don't know, like, but the- I, I like the idea of. It kind of goes through Blanchard and Dietland, and if you can take them out, you have a chance to beat them. St. Clair had a chance to beat them both times. Again, I, th- I thought they had a good game plan. Um, th- that zone was giving Blanchard fits, but if you can hit a few threes on the outside, that's what helped push Marine City along, and they hit some in big spots. I mean, you look at St. Clair's schedule. Their, own, their only games, I would say, were ones that you're like outside of the league that you go, okay, you're supposed to win. Richmond at the beginning of the year, and we'll even talk about them, they've improved. And New Haven, who is on top of the bronze, but they handled New Haven, and I would expect any team in the gold in girls basketball to beat the bronze. But losses to Fitz, who played for a regional title last year. Yale, PH, Lakeview, Marine City, and Frazier. Those are their losses. Is there a loss in there you go, what the hell are you guys doing? No, those are good teams. And a decent amount of them, they're fairly competitive in. Like the PH game, they were tied late, and then PH went on a run. Yale, they had a little bit of a, they had a chance there, and they just haven't been able to to get over that hump and get that big, big confidence boosting win. But Furlan is playing really well, and again, I thought Picklehopped stood out off the bench for. For the Saints. All right. And because you're a bronze hater, I will tell you, New Haven 63, East Point 33. All right. <laughs> Thumbs up to them. Bully. Uh, Bully for New Haven. Oh, for, yeah, all New right. Haven. They're, they're starting to call her Super Sadie. Yale beat Richmond last night 36-26. Sadie Dykstra with 22. But holding Yale to 36 points when Dykstra scores 22, that's a – I mean – I don't think Richmond was ever in a spot to win this game, but you hold Yale to 36, you're giving yourself a puncher's chance. Yeah, but uh, again, when you can only score 26, it it makes me feel like uh, players like uh, Barr and Martin, maybe they didn't have their offensive game uh, last night, but they certainly can play defense. Like Barr can make you alter your shot when you're coming down the lane. You don't shoot it like you want to. You're making adjustments, feeling like you're going to get your shot blocked, and I've got to go around. I've got to do something extra to get the ball up to the basket. But, I mean, Richmond's playing Yale tough. That That's a step in the right direction um, because before, like years past, this would be a game that was like it was at the start of this year, 34-15. So they've been able to hold Yale to – a low number each time. It's just Richmond figuring out their offense. Yeah, I just, they're they're not going to score enough to beat Yale. It's just my point. But yeah, no, they're not. But they're my yeah, point. Yeah, and is Yale does, and Yale doesn't have to beat them seventy to twelve. They just have to beat them. But, but I'm giving Richmond a little bit of credit for 
coming along a little bit. They're playing better basketball than they have the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think a lot of teams in the BWAC are playing basketball, and they have a. And you know how I feel about Crosslex. They went to North Branch, forty-nine thirty-seven. Pioneers win that one. Not an easy place to go. Nice win keeps them up top because that's a game that, if someone trips at North Branch or someone trips against the Broncos or against MLA City, that could be the deciding factor whether they get to be in the league title picture or not. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, I I do think. Going to North Branch is is uh, a tough place to play boys and girls uh, in and any I, sport. And really, and I, it's just and it's I far think that's out there. A, I think that's a quality win. Aldemont's inevitable. Aldemont is inevitable. They um, lose to Harbor Beach the first time around. So what do they do the next time? Beat them thirty six twenty three. And Mike Gallagher texts me goes it wasn't even that close. Yeah, they they just have a way of of suffocating teams. Uh, the way they play. Caroline Rinky, I believe Caroline is a freshman. Yes, she is. And she had 16 points last night. And uh, Maggie uh, Kenneth had 10, which I think is her season high. Like, I, I, she's a name that I know, but she hasn't scored this year. Yeah, Gallagher tweeted out the uh, averages that Rinky has this year as a freshman. Eight points, four and a half assists, four and a half steals, and just under four rebounds a game this season. So if you would have told me Sandusky's going to score 36, Grace Geeboard, who's been their leading scorer in most games this year, is going to get two points, I'm going to go, Uh-oh. Beach swept them? Yeah, no. no. Beach was Beach was doing pretty well this year. I want to say they had like one loss on the season, if I remember correctly. They were, uh, they were playing pretty well. Yeah. They were playing but. really well. Um, yeah, Beach Death was taxes 10 and, and 1. Sandusky girls basketball. Aldemont is <laughs> inevitable. Yeah, Beach's only loss was to Kingston. Who are pretty darn good. Yeah, I don't think we're not going to uh, take points off of anyone for losing to Kingston. No, or to Sandusky. <laughs> no, but, I mean, in a gotta-have-it game, Sandusky got it. Yeah. Uh, real good. A uh, few other scores uh, from last night. Brown City over Memphis, 39-25. to Ubley beat KPAC, 43-16. to uh, Bay City All Saints beats uh, Dryden, 60-42. And Kimball Landmark Academy got African Fairgrove, 42-21. to And uh, that is all the basketball over the last uh, two uh, nights. There was some hockey played. Yes. Yes, there was. And I actually saw two pretty good games uh, the other day, and it was, it was a lot of fun, especially in the first game, and we'll tell you why when we get back. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCS. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. 
Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So, uh, what am I looking at? Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday hockey action. Wednesday e- evening, I was supposed to be at a basketball game, but it got weathered yeah. out. Marine City and Marysville got weathered out. So, And, and I, I couldn't see anything else that was like in the immediate area that I could go to. And then I said, well, there's a doubleheader at McMorrin uh, and I, I knew the games were going to happen because the basketball teams for PH and Northern were both playing that night on the road. So I'm like, well, if the basketball's playing, hockey's playing. So the first game is Port Huron and Gross Point North. So the two teams combined going into the game were 1-26. Which is not good. Not good. North was 1-12, and, and in 13 games they had scored 17 goals. And then given up about thirty five hundred. <laughs> they given up a lot. Uh, and in P and PH was zero and fourteen and had scored exactly fourteen goals. So what I was not expecting, Brady, was a very high scoring game. I thought I'd have a competitive game and somebody would win two to one or three to two. That's what I thought. <laughs> no. These two teams went up and down, and and the more impressive thing about this is uh, PH, who always plays short anyways, was missing a guy, so they had a goalie and eight skaters. 
So they can make half a line change. And they can make half a line change. They, 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 they could change forwards if the 2D wanted to play all the time. But they were forwards were playing defense. They were, they were shuffling guys around, and it's just whatever five guys get out there on the ice, figure it out. Yeah, find a spot, basically like a rotation. All right, you go from left defenseman. Now you're the right D-man. All right, right D-man, go to right winger and just rotate through. But uh, And I saw Becky Gilbert before the game mm-hmm. um, because Becky's son, Joey, is on the team. Uh, and I said, Becky, you got a chance tonight. And she's like, well, we're missing another guy. And, and I, I just, I don't know. You know, like, you got a chance tonight. So when it was over, I felt really good. But when it started, <laughs> 19 seconds into the game, first shot, Massimo, which is great, Massimo Tedesco, what a great name, uh, scores, picks the corner. Probably yeah. never took a shot like that in his life. Uh, and it's one to nothing, Gross Point North, just like that. And I'm like, oh. Sorry, Becky. <laughs> then halfway through the period, uh, Matt Lorelli, who is the one guy on their team who can score. And remember, they had 17 goals on the year. He had nine of them. All right. So it's a 50-50 shot whether this guy scores for North or not. And, and he scores, and now it's 2 to nothing North halfway into the period. And I'm like, oh, man, I really, really, really thought PH had a chance tonight. Um, and, and then late in the uh, first period, Ronnie Mason, big defenseman, mm-hmm. you know, St. Clair kid, I think. Uh, I I think so uh, too. He and he looks he looks more like a football player than he does a hockey player, and he came steaming up the left wing side. He decided I'm going to make an end to end rush, and somebody tried to get in his way, and he clobbered the kid <laughs> like it, it was a pancake block, but with the puck, but with the with the puck. So this kid's flat on his back in front of his bench. Ronnie skates. A step over the blue line says, "Okay, I've gone far enough." Shoots it at the net, bang! Blows it past the goalie, and it's a two-to-one hockey game. And it was like the earth shifted on its axis. And I come out, and the second period is end to end, and PH is flying. And who ties the game up? Two thirty-eight into the second with almost an identical goal, except he didn't have to hit anybody this time. Mason. Bang! Second goal of the game, and we're tied at two. And I love that you said that because they had eight guys, they were so tired, they didn't even, like, celebrate their yeah, goals. Yeah, no, no. M- Mason doesn't even, like, lift his stick up in the air. The guys come over, pat him on the head, and he's like, yeah, get out of my way. I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> I get to go to the bench <laughs> for my 30-second rest. Uh, uh, just a couple minutes later, though, Lorelli scored again. Uh, a nice uh, shot just as a power play was ending. Like, the guy was just coming out of the box and – he sniped one to make it three to two, but who comes right back two minutes later? Mason again. He intercepts a pass, walks into the slot, and just smokes one under the crossbar. I'm like, where did you come from? He's got six goals on the season now. He, he doubled it. He, he he's got the hat trick, and and that ties the game at three. This time he doesn't go to the bench. He well, stays on. Well, you got people throwing hats out yeah, on the ice. People are going crazy. They're going crazy. They're throwing the hats out. So you got a little bit of a break where they're gathering up the hats. So he doesn't have to go to the bench this time. PH wins the faceoff. They move into the zone. Drop pass to him. He blasts one. Goalie throws out his his pad and and makes the first save of his life. Uh, but the rebound goes right to Joey Gilbert. Bang! Four to three pH. Two goals in fourteen seconds. It's electric in McMoran Arena, and, and at this point, there's not a ton of people at the game. 
No, McMoran is is a is a barn though. Where even if there is a small crowd, if they're loud, because it was built in 1960 with anti nuclear material, <laughs> there's not a lot of sound absorption in that building. So if you have a the sound comes people, right back off the yeah. asbestos, <laughs> <laughs> which we love McMoran, but it's it's old. Um, but if you get loud in that building, if you have a hundred people trying to be loud, it's gonna get loud in there. So, so now it's four to three, and, and about 11 minutes into the second period, Gavin Cordy, who's uh, normally a, a defenseman, and on this shift he was playing D, uh, and, and the puck came along the boards in his zone, and he got it, and there's a guy at the blue line, and he kind of chipped it off the boards, passed him to himself, and then there's two defenders back, and he just kind of deked the one guy and then just playing blue pass the other guy who wasn't going too well backwards. And then he cuts in on goal, and he makes a sweet move to the backhand. Empty net by the time he's done because the goalie's in the corner with his jock strap hanging on the glass. And bang, it's 5-3 to three pH. And now you're like, wow, okay, pH is going to win tonight. Then Lorelli comes back and snaps home his third goal of the game to make it 5-4. to four. Uh, And then a kid named Andrew uh, Shaden scores on a rebound of a Morelli shot. So he does the Mason, three goals and an assist, and it's 5-5 five, five after two. But you're still like, wow, this is actually a super fun game between you know two teams that really don't have anything to play for that probably when the day started and they looked outside at the weather yeah. didn't even want to go to the rink. Um, and here they are now just locked in. And by this point, the Anchor Bay fans and the Northern fans for the next game are starting to get in there. Mm-hmm. And, oh, PH, they're in a dogfight with somebody. It's 5-5. And the third period had no scoring until there was three minutes and 22 so seconds it goes from a left in the game. goes from a 1980s hockey game to <laughs> tight checking. Well, I mean, to- there were chances. Just nobody could finish their, their chances. Um, and then uh, the the smallest guy on the ice, Jace Kimmon, and I've mentioned his name before, that he's getting better and better and better, and he went in against a bigger kid behind the Gross Point North net, said, you're not going to push me around, and he actually gave the kid a little hip check, dug the puck loose, threw a perfect pass right out in front. Joey Gilbert's standing there. There's nobody around him. It's, it's, how can you not cut? Now I can see why they've given up three million goals because they, they, they didn't cover a guy who was practically standing next to the goalie. Uh, and he bangs it in for his second goal of the game. And with 322 to go, PH is up six to five, and the place is going bonkers. And everybody, like, can they do this? Can they hold on for 322 and win this uh, game? Gross Point North. Pulling the goalie, probably something they've never had to do before in a game because <laughs> they've never well, been they, this close. Maybe the overtime game they won, they had to pull the um, tie. But, uh, and, and with just 11 seconds uh, to go, Gilbert blocks a shot in his own zone, gets the puck in the right circle, took a look. He, he said, I have the time. He flipped it up in the air, dead center the length of the ice into the empty net. That's his third goal. More hats are coming out onto the ice. Because now they know they've won the game. Yeah, and, and it's their second hat trick uh, uh, of the game, and uh, the place is just going nuts. And it was just a whole lot of fun. Uh, and uh, PH got their first win, 7-5. to five. So it snapped uh, at least a 15-game losing streak be- 
because the they lost 14 straight, and I know they lost their last playoff game because right. I was at that, and they probably had lost more than that. So it ended a long losing streak for this group, and Joey Gilbert had three goals and two assists. Ronnie Mason had three goals and an assist. Cordy had a, a Cordy's had a beautiful goal. Uh, Jax DeMille had uh, three assists. He's another guy that, you know, at the beginning – uh, when I started watching him play, you know, he needed to work on his skating and all of that, and he's actually gotten just noticeably better, uh, and he's starting to, to score for them. So uh, it was fun. Again, I tip my caps to this program just for trying, just for the right. effort that they put into it. And to get a win, it, how can you not feel good about it? For a team that had eight skaters to go out, well, nine skaters most nights, but nine or eight that night, Go out, get a win, and not a, a one nothing win where you pack it in and yeah, you go. And, and Trudeau has to make sixty saves to get a shutout. Right? Uh, no, he makes uh, oh seven five high flying. He made twenty three saves. The shots were twenty nine twenty eight pH. All right, so it was up and down and and fairly evenly played throughout, and they traded chances and pH sank a couple more putts than uh, Gross Point uh, North did. It was a fun game, but uh, you go back to the game before pH only lost to Foley four to two. Right. So the, the all of a sudden they've had two really competitive games. They're playing better, and they've and been they- scoring regularly now. After I think they got shut out six times in the first seven games. Good for them. I think everyone's happy for Coach Pionk and the Port Huron Unified hockey team. That's uh, there, There's a reason why the Anchor Bay and the Port Huron Northern fans, I think we're getting behind them a little bit. Yeah, it, it was a fun game. And then Anchor Bay and Northern came out. The first period was scoreless. I thought it was pretty even. Uh, the shots were 12 to 11 for Anchor Bay, but the Tars' 12 shots weren't the same as Northern's 11. I, I just thought Northern created a few more chances. I think it was Paul Cheneau had a breakaway. Um, Anchor Bay has got a good goalie. Luke Christensen is pretty solid. Um, and, and this game was scoreless mainly because of him. Northern outshot him 19-5 to in the second, and they finally got a goal, but it was just a perfect deflection uh, by uh, Will Albert. Nehemiah Barrett let the shot go. Looked like Christian was Christensen was going to make another save, and Albert got the heel of the stick on it and deflected it just uh, to the side of him. So no goalie's going to stop that. And Northern, despite out shooting him 30-17, to were only up one nothing after two. And I'm like, you know, the, the, the Huskies are playing good. Anchor Bay's being pesky but hanging around. Um, but if, if they're going to play like this, if Northern gets a second goal, they're in trouble. And Northern got a second goal fairly early into the third. Uh, Barrett shot it. It was another deflection, but it hit the anchor Bay guy this time and and went in to make it 2 to nothing. Then the Huskies got a power play, and Bryson Smith was Bryson Smith. He snapped one. All of his ones, like, tink on the bottom of the crossbar and go into the upper corner. And now it's 3 to nothing. Uh, seven minutes into the third, and I'm going, eh, game's over. And the, either the Tars got embarrassed or the Huskies took the foot off the gas. Not sure which, maybe a combination of both. But all of a sudden, Anchor Bay scored two goals about uh, a minute and ten seconds apart, and it was a 3-2 hockey game, uh, and there was uh, still about four minutes to play. 
and so it, it got a little hairy at the end, but then uh, Kyron Bruno and Bryson Smith got a two-on-one break on an empty net, and you know that that ended in a Bryson Smith goal right. to make it 4-2 to two and, and finally sealed the deal. Evan Alcomo was good, but he didn't have to be great. Like he made 29. He faced 31 shots. He made 29 saves. That's a nice night. But it was a lot of routine stuff for him, and he just did his job. Uh, at the other end, 47 shots for Northern. Uh, the empty net goal doesn't count on Christensen, so he faced 46 shots and made 43 saves. And I really thought he was the reason that this game ended up looking closer than maybe it actually was. But uh, that, that's a solid win for, for Northern. And they're 10-8 they're and eight this year. Northern's actually having a really nice season. Yes, they are. And the way to to cap that off is now you kind of turn the attention to the postseason. I know it's a little bit away, but you have a regional that's not a, oh, a cakewalk, but also not a death sentence. Go win the regional. They've won, what, the last one was the 2020 season? The 2020-2021 campaign, I believe, was the last time yeah, they played I, I, I wanna... the Rice in a quarterfinal. That yeah, the, when, they, when they had... Uh... Uh, O'Flanagan yeah. and Barless. Uh, uh, yeah, Barless. Sheffer um, was in that. And they had uh, uh, a great game with Romeo to win the uh, the, the uh, regional title. And then, yeah, they went to that airplane hanger pinball machine in Burton or wherever the hell it yeah. was. Not a good spot. No, it was not a good spot. And like the first uh, three Brother Rice shots caromed off the backboards right out into the slot. And it's like, wait, what? what? <laughs> so, anyway, and you know they're not going to miss those right. chances. All right, tonight, um, Dennis St. Clair has a chance to clinch at least a share of the Max Silver title. You'll never have more Port here on high. Fans be cheering for Marysville than you will tonight. Yeah, no, uh, and uh, that game will be at uh, Marysville, and uh, we'll get going sometime right around 7, I would hope. Yeah, hopefully. I've actually, this year, knock on wood, I've been pretty on time with my games. I like. It feels, I've been early a couple times. Yeah, like it feels like in years past, and maybe that's because of the new foul rule. Maybe that's the uh, the benefit. But it feels like last year there were a couple times where I'd have a seven o'clock start, and seven thirty would be when we were starting warm ups. Yeah, or we'd be in a BWAC when they start at seven thirty, and we'd be tipping at like eight oh four. And another guy who had a hot date last night because he only oh. put 12 minutes up between the games, and it's supposed I, to be 15. I had one of the weirdest things happen. I forgot to bring it up in the St. Clair Marine City game. Never seen this before, and it made me laugh. So it, I think it's like late first quarter, and uh, Marine City's driving, and before they get a layup up, there's a foul. So the foul's on the floor. So they buzz in the players, and it was Sophia Russell checked in for St. Clair, and um, they go to set up the inbound on the baseline, and the uh, the scores table buzzes in and goes, "Hey, you never gave us who fouled," and then the official goes, "Oh, all right, it was one," and Sophia's number one, and she had just checked into the game, and she goes. What the hell? I was on the bench. How are you giving me a foul for when I'm on the bench? <laughs> so the officials confer, and she's sitting there going, "There, it's literally impossible that I fouled. I was not on the floor. And then they confer and go, yep, number one, foul. And I'm like, how, do you, how does someone 
pull up to a car accident to see what happened, and then they get arrested for causing the car accident. (laughs) I have never seen that before, and it made me laugh, and I'm glad it didn't really play an impact in the game, but she got a foul when she was waiting to check in at the scores table, (laughs) and I have never seen that happen before. Uh, That's fun. And then I did ask one of the officials um, at halftime because he's been around a while, and I know him. I'm just like, what? What the hell happened? He goes, yeah, he forgot who the foul was on and thought it was one. I think it was supposed to be on Furlan because she's 11. Um, But Russell took one for the team and picked up a foul. I just, if it was in a different situation and a different player, that might have gotten some coaches heated. Yeah. um, In in that situation, the coach is probably saying, quiet, Sophia, take the foul. (laughs) Right, because I don't know, again, I don't remember who it was supposed to be on, but I know it sure as hell wasn't her because she checked in and goes, yep, she picked up the foul. (laughs) Never seen that before. So we can add that to the oddities of what the hell just happened. Yeah. Uh, The the last few games, uh, I really don't have terrible complaints. No. And, again, it didn't affect the whole game, but – it was just something odd that I had not seen before, and it made me laugh. There, there's just one person that I don't like and just shouldn't, shouldn't <laughs> show know, up the games. I know, but, but, but. Shouldn't show does, up the doesn't have a Doesn't have an impact from the past two days. Hope I don't get them tonight. Oh, if, <laughs> if, you, if you get that official tonight, someone's getting teed. Yeah, for sure. Both coaches, maybe. <laughs> they should just start sitting Cause, down. Because one coach has a history with this person. Yes. Uh, and, and the other simply won't tolerate it either. No. Uh, the other probably has a history, but uh, yeah. I think yeah, I think both have been te- no, yeah, both have been both teams have been teed by that official in the past yeah. two years, this season and last. Yeah. Now I hope it happens just because I want chaos. The devil no, on my shoulders I don't want asking chaos. for it. I want I want a good hard fought game between St. Clair and Marysville. That you know it means a lot to St. Clair, and I hope you get and a good Marysville crowd. wants to throw a wrench in that. And I hope you get a good crowd. Yeah, me too. So Friday night it's Marysville St. Clair. If Marysville if Marysville has some school pride, they'll they'll show up and make that a tough place to play. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you got anything else? I got nothing else. We'll uh, be back Monday. I'm not going to promise the girls draft on Monday. It's uh, kind of if we feel like it. If not, we'll delay it. <laughs> we'll delay it another week. But I know, you know we never ended up drafts. doing one last year, so we will do one at some point this year. Okay. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.